You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastervins, and this is our latest look at the Cleveland Indians. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Jordan Bastian. JB, uh, we had the Edwin Encarnacion press conference last week. It doubled as the Billy Joel press conference. Uh, big day at Progressive Field, of course. Uh, what was your takeaway from uh, from the dual press conferences, aside from a autographed Billy Joel baseball, which you did not actually yes. take away, but you were you had it in your possession at one time? I did, and then I found a, a huge Billy Joel fan to pass it along to. You know, I would have preferred Eddie Vedder, you know, but I guess you can't can't go, uh, you know, getting greedy now. Um, no, you know what? It was. Uh, thought it was a pretty eventful day at the ballpark obviously it's pretty cool that you know the story you wrote about uh, Larry Dovey Jr. and his connection between Billy Joel's road crew um, and kind of helping bring that concert to progressive field you know that was really really good stuff uh, pretty unique connection there and then obviously before that press conference uh, was the Encarnacion show which we have known for weeks was coming but you know got to uh, you know officially unveil him as a member of the tribe and um, got to talk to Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff and uh, Encarnacion's agent a little bit about that unique process and, and also about where the Indians kind of go from here, which basically sounds like they're tapped out resource-wise, mm-hmm. and they ended up with more resources than I think we thought they were going to have. So, you know, that was encouraging to see them kind of seize this moment, but now I think you're going to basically see them done in terms of anything that – cost significant money you know if they want to address any other needs like the outfield um, you know probably going to have to come via the trade route or just solving it through the puzzle pieces that they have internally yeah tapped out uh about sums it up from from you know talking to people and digging in this a little more um now that it is official you do get the idea of they're really extending themselves here in a major way financially which you knew of course but uh uh, to, to get the specifics and, you know, the World Series windfall that was reported in some places, I think, was uh, a bit exaggerated, to say the least. You know, they were third worst in attendance last year. So mm-hmm. and, and their payroll is jumping up. It actually was going to jump up substantially if they did absolutely nothing this winter. It was going to jump up about 20, 22 million dollars just from in-house raises and having Andrew Miller for a full season. Um, and then you throw Encarnacion on top of the pile. They're going up from about what they were the mid 80s on opening day last year. Uh, mid $80 million range, and, and now they're going to be around $130 million. So that's a substantial jump for a club that's just had struggles to, to put butts in the seats over the years. So big big test of faith uh, in this roster and in this fan base. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, they've always said, as we've talked about many times, that when it was the right moment, when it was opportunistic, uh, you know, they would, you know, be willing, more willing to break free from sort of their modus operandi and, you know, look at ways to take advantage of a situation. Um, and right now, you look at the landscape of the division, you know, Paul Dolan can look at that and say, you know, not only do we have a, a team here that's capable of contending, I mean, the landscape is really set up for the Indians to be the power in the American League Central for next year and perhaps the next few years with the, the way some of those other teams are transitioning. So on top of that, you see a roster that reached game seven of the world series and pushed the Cubs to extra innings with a decimated roster at the time. So they know that their moment right now um, is it's a great moment for trying to capitalize on what they have in place, sort of the, the way some of the contracts are lined up and controllable for the next few years, keeping that core intact and, 
you know, being a team that should be able to sustain this run for several years. And so when you have all those things lined up and you have a lower draft pick and, you know, a chance to add a premier slugger who fits exactly what you need, you know, you have a little more revenue to help out and, you know, attendance bumping up a, a tad bit, which is still critical to this franchise and they need to continue to do it. You know, I think it's going to be, you know, obviously that's what helps convince the owner to, to spend a little more, than, than they were comfortable with. I thought it was interesting, Chernoff, Antonetti, all of them, even the agent, they all came out and said they did not expect that the Indians would have these resources available when yeah. the offseason began. So I think that's an important point. That it, it, you know, I don't think that's just them blowing smoke. I think that's them legitimately thinking when this offseason began, they weren't going to be a player for a guy like Encarnacion. And you know, things obviously changed. I think the fans are thrilled to see that. Yeah, and even if they get to two million in attendance, which they haven't done since two thousand eight, I think they will do. But you know, even that, they're they're kind of taking a bath here, short of a deep postseason run. So really banking on that. So it'll be fascinating. A lot of pressure on this club, and uh, and, and good pressure because you're right. The the AL Central is wide open, and then I think it'll be a matter of you know, do they stay healthy and do guys live up to the terms? And on that note, you know, you were kind enough to point people to my Larry Doby Jr. piece. I want to point people to your piece on uh, Encarnacion and, and kind of the aging curve here. He's entering age 34 season, and you took a look at some guys uh, in this century, in the 2000s, who had similar offensive profiles in the years leading up uh, to their age 34 season and, and kind of how they fared uh, the next three years moving forward since Encarnacion's deal is, of course, three guaranteed years. What did you find out? Yeah, mixed bag. That's what I found yeah. out. The one, The one fun fact that was really encouraging was uh, so what I did was I, I took guys for their age 30 to uh, 33 seasons, so it's kind of a, a significant sample, and I went with fewer than 400 strikeouts and higher than 120 homers. So 30 homers a year with a with a good command of the strike zone, which is yeah. what they were citing for Edwin's, you know, their belief that Edwin will will not age poorly. The fun fact that what was in there was Albert Bell popped up with the exact <laughs> same slugging percentage. The not so fun fact was. Albert Bell didn't play after that because of his hip issues. Right. Um, so, but there, there is, you know, Gary Sheffield was in there and he aged really well. Um, you had a guy like Carlos Lee who popped up who aged horribly after that. So, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, I think, generally speaking, the production dipped across the board, but still to a point for the most part where you're still getting sound production. You know, I think that's the drastic difference between a guy like Encarnacion and a guy like Napoli, where, you know, the strikeout rate is basically, you know, for Edwin than yeah. what it is for Napoli. So it's not that feast or famine slugger. It's a little more consistency. So if the power does drop a little bit, you're not dropping the power and getting a ton of strikeouts. Maybe it's some of those homers or doubles, you know, and I think that's kind of the hope as he ages here. So it was interesting to see the, the mix of names that were in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, Napoli, the bulk of his home runs came at home, and they, they certainly came in bunches. So, uh, and, and Cardacion has been known to spread the love out uh, a little more even distribution over the course of the six-month season. And um, I think, to when the Tigers gave Miguel Cabrera that mammoth extension a couple of years back, it's one thing Dave Dombrowski said was, you know, the hit tool and how it'll age well. And, and Cardacion isn't Cabrera, don't get me wrong, but um, that, that's kind of what you're banking on, especially in a three-year sample. It's a little safer, of course, than uh, – right than what the Tigers did with Cabrera. So we'll see. Uh, but, again, it's going to come down to health and health of the starting five and how that all – if the ball bounces their way pretty much. they got a lot riding on it, on it bouncing their way in 2017. 
Um, so obviously we said they're pretty tapped uh, financially, probably not expecting much, if anything, uh, in the major league contract realm. I'm sure we'll see some minor league deals here between now and spring training. But give me a bold prediction uh, leading up to the 2017 regular season. Give me a bold prediction for the Tribe. Yeah, so, you know, across MLB.com, we're kind of making some of these picks. And, you know, rather than look at a transaction before the spring training begins, you know, I wanted to, I looked more at, you know, what would be a bold prediction for the opening day roster. And um, I went, I went with Brad Zimmer, you know, opening the season with the Indians, you know, he's a highly touted prospect and he could be knocking on the door this year. Now to be clear, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but there's precedent. We saw just one year ago uh, as the situation with Brantley lingered and opportunity arose. We saw Tyler Naquin seize that chance with an awesome spring you know, when spring training began, none of us were really writing him in as a realistic candidate, and he ended up being their, you know, regular center fielder and a rookie of the year candidate at season's end. So there is some precedent. You know, if Brantley's situation again lingers and looks a little worse than than the Indians or everyone else is expecting, and opportunities there, and the Indians can't really go out and afford somebody, you know, maybe that is a chance for a guy like Brad Simmer. Or, you know, more realistically, maybe a guy like Yandy Diaz to, to vie for extra at-bats and playing time. I think the one thing when you look at Zimmer is it's pretty clear there's development left for him. His strikeout rate really spiked in AAA when he went, got his first taste of that level last year. His OPS was significantly lower than what he did the rest of his minor league career. But they were internally kind of encouraged by some of those failures allowed him to recognize things he needs to do to be successful in the majors so they're pretty you know it's almost sometimes with a high prospect a blessing in disguise when they go through a period like that because it'll help open their eyes to just instead of getting by on raw talent and ability learning how to make that adjustment so i think that's going to be important going into 2017 that's probably why he's gonna open at AAA. but hey you never know you never know. Yeah, hopefully uh, we don't have another Brantley setback and uh, another guy getting popped for PEDs like uh, <laughs> last year because that's what it took to open the door for Naquin and certainly don't want to see that again. But, um, yeah, Zimmer's coming, and uh, strike zone discipline will be a, an area of emphasis for him moving forward. Until then, I want to thank Jordan Bastian for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.